What's good, y'all? Welcome back to My First Kicks. This is episode 128, and this week I welcome Jonathan Miller, a.k.a. JSM, to the podcast. I mean, this episode is a hell of a time. Learned a lot about JSM, learned a lot about customizing, and we talk about everything from creating content to customizing sneakers. It's a hell of an episode. I mean, I, I mean, I didn't mean to say it again, but I think you're in for a treat. We talk about, I mean, I lost an episode. We recorded this a while ago. He was actually supposed to come out two weeks ago, I want to say. And it was a mistake on my part, but I touch on it in the episode a little bit. Yeah, just, you know how it goes. Sometimes stuff doesn't record, but What's really cool is we definitely talk about his collaboration with AD Sneaks, you know, former guest AD Sneaks, shout out Andy. We talk about the shoe that those two put together in collaboration with one of Andy's students and very, very cool to just hear about how the shoe came about, what's ha- what happened with the shoe once it was done. Uh and it's cool. He's still getting featured. Well, they're both getting featured on Nice Kicks. And I think Complex also retweeted it. But it's a great cause. I hope more customizers do that as well. But it's just really cool to see what they were able to put together. Uh, we talk about just his hustle, overall hustle. And, you know, it's it's, it's an inspirational chat uh, along with Just lots of insight. But, you know, this week is, I think, the by the time this episode, well, the, the, if you're listening to this episode on the Sunday of the week that this came out, it's your boy's birthday. So hit me up. Would love to, you know, if you share and hit me up with a little happy birthday. Really appreciate it. Your boy is old as, as, as Shu Dre has already dubbed me, I am part of the old heads of sneakers. But what's uh, really cool is that, you know, a couple of years ago, I didn't have this podcast. And now that I have listeners and people are checking out and I get new listeners every week, it, it's a growing community and would love to, to, to hear from y'all, even if it's a late happy birthday. Uh, shout out to you for thinking about me. And would love to, you know, uh, it's 4th of July weekend, so let me know what sneakers you guys are getting. Use the hashtag MyFirstKicks for that. Show We got to start posting. I'm going to start posting more in terms of just like what sneakers I have on. And I could just put on, put the, use the hashtag MyFirstKicks on there just so we can get a little bit more communicating. Anything that you share using the hashtag and tag and like use the tag or like at me. Yo, I will I will repost it on the story. So that is that is the incentive. So <laughs> shout out to y'all for your listening. It's wild. We're up to episode 128. You know, I thought this wasn't going to make it past 50. So I, 50 was a big number, too. But it's wild. We're here. 128. I say every week that we keep going. It's wild. These numbers keep going up. These guests get 
get greater and greater, greater. So on to where you can find John. You can find him at JSM underscore 801 underscore customs. Hit him up for your your custom needs. You know, this man does amazing work. Like it's everything that he puts out is fire. Uh, I'll add more of his like stuff in the description of this podcast. So if you need to find him or want to cop some of his stuff, it's all it's all there. And you know where to find me. I am who is Haas on all social medias. Follow the podcast at my first kicks pod. Follow the podcast on YouTube. If you're watching this, shout out to you. Uh, my first kicks on YouTube and TikTok, and my first kicks pod everywhere else. And if you have a my first kick story, write into me, my first kicks pod at gmail.com. Shout out to y'all. And on to this week's guest, JSM. Hey, John, welcome to the podcast. Uh, man, I appreciate you having me. <laughs> Yo, the first time, long time. Like, <laughs> it's this, this is, this has been, I want to say it's a long time coming because I had Andy AD Sneaks on the podcast. I, I want to say it's early on, but I know I had him on like last year and now, now me and him have become cool. Has and it been got, that long? Yeah. That, yeah. It's been a, it's been a, been a while that I had him on. I had him on, I want to say when he was at like, 20 to 30k on instagram oh, yeah that was a, yeah well, that's cool because that's where i'm at right now so hopefully by the time we're done with this podcast i'll be i'll be where he's at you, yeah yeah you lucky charm huh <laughs> i mean i wish it worked for me because <laughs> <laughs> because i am i am only at 500 but it's it is what it is social media is hard but you you've seen to have yeah. mastered it in my opinion because i would love to be at twenty thousand. so you know i just hit 29 like six mm-hmm. today Mm-hmm. But, you know, I gave up the following, you know, my last page was at 282k followers um, because in my line of business, a big following isn't, isn't, is it, it isn't healthy. Mm-hmm. It isn't healthy mentally. It isn't a healthy business because unfortunately I have to DM everybody back. Right. Yeah. So when you have 282,000 followers, you maybe get 5% of that in your DMs. And what happens is I'd like to build a little rapport with all my, my clients and my mm-hmm. customers. And I'll be talking to someone, but I'll be, you know, in the car and I'll be chatting it up with a DM, you know, just answering it. And then the next morning it's gone and I didn't remember the name. And it's like, oh man, now this guy thinks I ghosted him. So now this dude has this bad taste in his mouth about me. And then they're, they're talking bad and, you know, and it just, it's just bad for business. So, um, I ended up selling that page and starting all over again. And I actually let my page start growing this year. I, I capped it at 10 and I left it at 10. Ten's my, that's my go-to number. Um, but some of these brand deals that I'm kind of working with, they, they want me to be at like 50 K. So I let it start growing, I would say January. So it's grown Mm -hmm. about 20,000 followers since January. That's wild. That's wild. You gotta, you gotta, we gotta, you gotta give me the the secret sauce over here, man. Cause, (laughs) cause I am struggling, man. I've been struggling. It's, I don't know. I don't, I just don't, my thing is just, and I mean, I talked to, I talked to Andy about it too. It's just like, yeah. I understand the the premise of like backlogging content and stuff like that yeah. in order mm-hmm. so that you're consistently posting. But for me, it's I think it's hard for me to come up with content that I'm proud of to always put out. Yeah, yeah. So that, that why that way I'm just like you know what I'll post when I when I feel like 
Like I'll when I right. get into the into the to the habits of like yeah, yeah. like I'll always post every week. You're gonna get the uh, max kind of content. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. get two. You're gonna get two posts. You're gonna get the post uh, about the podcast dropping on Fridays, and then you're gonna get another post about the video going up on yeah. YouTube. And it was just like like trying to add in like the stuff I was doing on TikTok in there on for for IG and like trying to because like I don't want my page to just be like these are the top five sneakers you should be buying this yeah. week you know like yeah. and then and this then is I, what's coming out this yeah. week and I don't yeah. want to do that either because this is taste is subjective I'm not going to tell everybody what they should and should not like right right that's right. what not that's sne- what sneaker culture is not about right sneaker culture is 100 percent right. it's not yeah it's all about conversations and and you telling me what you like you telling me why why I, right. I like why why I like I'm going to be like all right, I don't like those, but I want to understand why you respect, like those. Yeah. Respecting, respecting what other people like. And I, yeah. I have a big respect for what other people like because it's like, man, if you like that ugly ass shoe, you got some cojones on you. Like, I respect <laughs> that you like that shoe because that, that, but it is, that, that's, expect, Listen, that's what it's supposed to when, be. When you know? footscapes were going crazy, people were like, you got to have a pair of footscapes. I was like, nah, man, get nah. that out of here. Mm-mm. Get no that sir. out of here. <laughs> no, sir. no footscapes. No, I'm good. Good. <laughs> Man, uh, but yeah, for me, it's like it's not the consistency of posting; mm-hmm. it's the quality of the content. Like I do at least, and this isn't exaggerating, at least fifty to a hundred pairs of customs a, a week. Right. Yeah. And you only see what I really want to put out there. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of stuff for schools, businesses. That's really not tasteful to anyone that doesn't have some type of feeling for that logo that's on that shoe. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to throw a shoe out there like a heritage one with a, a company logo that most, you know, they're going to look at it as like, what is this? But they don't understand the context behind the custom. This was mm-hmm. specific for somebody's business or school and they don't feel it. So I don't get a post every week. So I just post what I have when I have it. That's just yeah. it. So, but you know, let, let, because be, before I forget, let's just go into like you introduce, into, into you introducing yourself because we're already start talking about your page. But so just like introduce <laughs> yourself to the listeners and then let them know where to find you. And yeah. um, which would you want to? My push? name is Jonathan Millar. They also know me as JSM eight hundred one. Um, I've been doing custom sneakers for about fifteen years, give or take. Um, in and out. Um, you can find me on all platforms. You just type in JSM801 Customs. It's got some underscores and whatnot, but you'll find me with all platforms with that. So, but Instagram is mainly my go-to. You'll see my newest content, um, my newest creations, all on there. So, mm-hmm. just give me a follow. Yeah, please give him a follow because you, you know I'm, you know I'm following him, uh, and and of course uh, you know we the podcast i gotta ask you the question man and the question is what's your first kicks what's that first pair of sneakers you absolutely needed to have oh man it's crazy that you know because not too many people really ask that question it's a new question Mm -hmm. that tiktok's been going around so you're you definitely pioneer with that but man my story of my very first sneaker i was in coming off of sixth grade going into seventh grade Mm -hmm. and here in salt lake sneakers weren't weren't really like a thing there was no collecting um but i remember walking into foot locker just the 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 last week of summer break going to seventh grade and i have about a hundred bucks you know my mom we we came from a family that that wasn't come from money everybody's story you know whatever we didn't have a lot of my gap my 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 budget was a hundred (laughs) bucks it's in my neighborhood it was you know what i mean so my budget was a hundred bucks for pencils papers notebooks clothes, underwear, socks. Mm -hmm. And I walk into foot action and I see this shoe. And because I didn't know I was colorblind, 
till I was about maybe 14, 15 years old. Right. Um, I thought the shoe was green. Jeez. Um, the whole time I thought the shoe was green. I tried to find the shoe later on. Thought it was green, but I walked into Foot Action and I seen this shoe on the shelf and it was $69.99. That was pretty much my budget. Mm-hmm. And my mom said, if you buy the shoe, that you basically ain't you getting papers and pencils and that's it. <laughs> you ain't getting no socks, no underwear. And I was yeah. like, let's run it. She <laughs> said, okay, let's run it. And that's when I picked up my very Ooh. first love, the Nike Barrage. Um, I was playing football back then. I was a big football guy. This had that vibe all over it. So the Nike Barrage was my very first love when it comes to sneakers. Mm-hmm. That's super, yummy. super sexy shoe. Full disclosure, this is the second time we're recording this episode. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll blame it on me losing the episode. And uh, uh, and yeah, the first time you showed me, I did not know what the shoe was. And wow. after that, I was just like, uh, now you show me again. And I'm like, yeah, I might have to actually have to get a pair too. It's a cool and it comes in a lot of cool <laughs> colorways. Marshall Falk was the one that made this shoe popular right. when he played for the Rams. They got a Rams colorway. The Raptor colorway is really cool. Mm-hmm. They have a, a 49ers colorway, which has gold on it. And then they have just a red, black, and white, which I have. Um, but yeah, and it comes in a, a low and a mid as well. Um, but man, this was my very first love. I fell in love with this the minute I seen it. Nice. Uh, I got a little synopsis to read for you, for the listeners here. Uh, this is I, I got one. I found one on Full Locker. So let's go with this uh, with some serious 90s vibe. The Nike Air Barrage brings an iconic, bulky aesthetic from sneaker cultures past back into the forefront for its first return. Well, all right. Listen, this is the 2020. I think this is the 2020 release. Yeah, uh, it was. Yeah. 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 Uh, mm-hmm. Originally dropped in 1995 as a turf shoe and donned by big names in the NFL like Marshall Falk. The Nike Air Barrage comes in both high and low silhouettes as well as a range of OG colorways for you to take your pick with the with eye catching air branding running along the shoes outsole from heel to toe and massive swoosh stretching across the shoes upper. This modern tape on a Nike classic is ready for the street. Check. I don't know if you have this colorway. Check out the hyper great colorway, a nod to the Toronto Raptors first NBA title. With its black, white, purple colors mixed throughout the shoes upper, or choose one for, choose from one of the other eye-catching Nike Barrage to drip to take your '90s look to the next level. <laughs> I just had to read that last part because it sounds so stupid. <laughs> uh, no, that Raptors colorway is super, super mm-hmm. dope. But unfortunately, these shoes in my size because they're so rare. Because I think you get like one size thirteen in a size run. It's like seven, eight hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And this was the first one that I ever had. And I do have a couple other colorways, but um, I'll get the, the Raptors w- once I come across a, a cool deal. But these ones was a must because this was the this is the retro version of it. But this is the colorway that I had. So I had to have that one. Yeah. And I think I, I paid like two fifty for it. See, it was like you that's on the re-release. Yeah. Yeah. That was after that was just right after, you know, because I. I couldn't remember what the shoe was. I was looking for this green shoe mm-hmm. there. They do have a, a, a Heineken version of this shoe. It's mm-hmm. like that Roy, that, that Heineken green. I don't know what color that is, but it's a Heineken green, but it goes for like two grand. Jeez. And I'm like, that's not it. It was like a dark green. Uh-huh. Could never find it. And then I found, I found, you know, later on found I it was a black one I had. So. so, I mean, you mentioned your colorblind. So like, mm-hmm. did you 
Or do you like do you use like the glasses that'll help you? Them them shits ain't real. Them <laughs> shits ain't real. Like so, I have a, I have a, 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 a my situation with being colorblind is I can see light colors. It's mm-hmm. once it gets to be so dark, they all look black to me. So they say mm-hmm. one in three people have the condition I have. I only know one other person happens to be a little kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I grew up till I was like fourteen, fifteen, and didn't really know. Um, so it kind of helps in my situation. Um, with colors, because if you notice, I have a lot of crazy colorways right, that yeah. put together because I see it different than you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but Angelus always takes care of me. They put the labels on the bottle for me. So I have a, a, a setup that helps me out. So I don't have any issues. My wife set up this whole display so I can see every bottle. So I know what color I'm using. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I don't know what midnight navy looks like. I don't know. To me, it, black is just dark white. And and white is just light black, so whatever is is whatever. It don't, it don't white, is, my... white is light black is the most funniest thing I've ever. Heard. You know what I mean? So it's it doesn't it doesn't hurt my business. So don't be scared to send me your shoes. I promise I ain't gonna turn them the wrong color. But oh man, that's wild. Oh, so then like in high school, were you just like this was a sh- this was a shoe in middle middle school that you got yeah first middle grade in, first in the seventh grade yep my mm-hmm. first shoe in seventh grade so middle school so middle school was it then like all right now like were you getting the compliments that you thought you would like what was it no like? heck no <laughs> no 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 from, from my guys that played football from my like right. my teammates right the guys that played football mm-hmm. they they appreciated the shoes but nah there was no there was no sneaker culture here nobody cared if he wears Vans if mm-hmm. he was wearing Jordans like. There was only like high schoolers and maybe like two or three in my neighborhood that were actually wearing Jordans mm-hmm. and pennies and stuff like that. So it sneaker culture was you wasn't getting if if you're in the sneaker game to get compliments in the 90s, it wasn't there, yeah. especially in Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, we didn't even have Air Force Ones in here until like late <laughs> mid 2000s. You couldn't buy Air Force Ones in Utah. That's wild. You know, so no. <laughs> was it Carmelone on, on like? Uh, didn't Carmelone wasn't Car- like Carmelone was a Nike <laughs> athlete, right? Yeah, no, 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 no. He was. Let me just grab this real quick. Let me get off the camera. So, uh, Carmelone's my guy. Actually, yeah. Car- I do customs for Carl. Uh-huh. Um, bam. Uh huh. It was a conference. That that is crazy. Size sixteen, game worn sample. Those and bro, this, it hasn't yellowed at all. Yeah, it hasn't. There's no ungluing no nut bro this is the most padded shoe look at the embroidery on this oh, thing oh like, man shout out to my guy abby <laughs> um but um yeah bro this is this is the cleanest like it's over 20 something years old and mm. it's this they don't make them like this no more <laughs> there's no cracking in the suede yeah there's that no, is wild like, it's it's beautiful, beautiful sneak. It's just big. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I mean, so, like, I feel, always feel like that basketball is what, like, pushes what people are wearing in the, especially in, like, a basketball city, right? So, yeah. like, where people just, like, it was just, like, it was just whatever. It was, like, not even, like, Carl Malone had any impact. John Stockton, nah, no impact. Nah, not, <laughs> not when it comes to sneakers because John Stockton wore a sneaker that wasn't real popular. And that's why, like, I see a lot of guys on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, shout out to my guy. Once he sees this and hears me saying this, he's going to know it's him. He, he, Morgan was actually going around saying, what sneaker represents your city? And, and this guy oh, on TikTok, um, he's like, oh, it's the, 
it's uh he pulled up one of the shoes uh which jazz player one of the jazz players wore it and i'm like that wasn't sneaker culture when i was growing up there oh was, was no... it a vintage dad that pulled out yeah, the... yeah, 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 yeah 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 and and for me you know cool cat you know super dope cat yeah I, you know we did all star together whatnot super cool cat but for me it's because he's too young he, he was mm-hmm. too young so that shoe them shoes the jazz wore nobody was chasing them shoes. Nobody was chasing going out and buying Converse because the guys were playing. Because, bro, we had two good years in the mid-90s and we never won a championship. And it's hard being a Jazz fan. But no, it wasn't reflecting what we was wearing on that. We, there was guys buying God, Jordans. It's got to be hard now, is all I'm saying. <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, bro. I'm going to put it to you like this, all right? Both my teams, my NFL team and my, my NBA team, uh-huh. Y'all are just fans, but I actually get paid for my teams because I work with them. Like I got a right. check from the Dallas Cowboys and I got a check from the Utah Jazz. Like oh, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm cool. I'm cool. <laughs> like help help me get a uh, check from the the Knicks or the Mets, please. <laughs> help me. I'll I'll um, I'll host something. <laughs> right? But no, it's it's definitely a blessing to work with the Jazz. Real yeah. cool people over there. The Jazz Bears, my guy, got a real good relationship mm-hmm. with him. Everyone over the Jazz, Peyton, Mike. Um, Nala, all these guys, they just real good relationships. So no, nah, even though we're not the great, but we always make the playoffs, even though we don't make it past the first round, we have a great regular season. It's fun being a jazz fan. Mm-hmm. Um, we get young talent. We get to see these guys super young before they get traded and blow up. So we get to see them before they famous. So, <laughs> I mean, you had spider and, and young COVID, but that was, that was uh, it, man. Cool. Yes, I got a jersey. I got a jersey. I still got to hang up. But yeah, I got all the jerseys and stuff in my shop. I yeah. hang up that I do work with these guys. It's it's wild. How did you? I mean, yeah, definitely want to know about like how did you get into that space? Because like, how did you get into customizing, and what was it that just like led you towards that route? It was then, being broke, bro. It was being <laughs> broke. It was not having no money for sneakers, and uh, I had a taste for rare stuff very young. I wanted stuff that nobody had because you know my. My dad's from back east. And so my summers, I would, you know, we'd go through Chicago and I'd be in Wisconsin mm-hmm. and I would bring, cause they were always ahead of the game, the fashion world. Right. So right. I would always go there my summers and I would bring something back. And my friends would be like, yo, what is, what, what are you wearing? Like, what is this? You know? And so I got a real taste for rare stuff. Oh, early you were on, that so kid. I won him. You were that yeah, kid. Yeah, you were that. that you're the, the mid nineties yeah. kid. That that, that <laughs> yeah. you'd be like, oh, you you listening to stretching Bobito like that? Like yeah, one hundred percent. I was that guy. Like you know, when I I remember when I brought Kevin Gates back here, and yeah. they was like, yo, who's this? I'm like this was, you know, he's in Chicago. Uh-huh. You know, he originally from Louisiana, but nah. But I was that kid. I would go out there and I'd, I'd cop something cool, bring it back. So it it just kind of fell into sneakers. I I wanted to buy stuff that nobody had. But it came to a point where I couldn't afford the stuff that nobody had. These guys had what I could afford. So the best way was to maybe change up a colorway a little bit, add a little bit more green, um, paint a midsole, change it up just a little bit to where people might think that, hey, this is the version that they never seen before. Like Nike might have put this out, you know. Um, So that's what it became for me. I I wasn't painting to be in business. I wasn't painting to be, I didn't expect none of that. I just wanted to have something that was maybe a little bit cooler than everybody else's, but it backfired because everyone just always shit all over my page every time I posted something. Because I didn't post that I painted them. I didn't post that, hey, I'm painting sneakers. I'm a customized. It wasn't like that back when I started painting. I just posted up what I was wearing. And be like, yo, these are fake. They didn't come with a green midsole. And I was like, man, I used a real shoe. I used a real paint. Uh, what's fake about it? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I pioneered through that hate, you know? <laughs> and um, but that's what that's what got me into it was just for the love of having something that nobody else did. Mm-hmm. The w- like doing that, did the did it, like and then like 
I'm pretty sure because I mean, when you talk to Andy, like he said that now there is an actual sneaker community. Like, did like did you see that come like build yeah. up as like 100%. as you're doing that? Like, what was mm-hmm. that like? Well, I watched it go from being the number one hated thing, mm-hmm. the pioneers like Tragic 1993, Mosh. Um, you had like Kit Casso, all these guys that were that were big in the game that I was mm-hmm. looking up to. But there was only like a dozen of them. It's like. Angelus was sharing everybody's post the minute you painted something because there were so few customizers, so much stuff. And then you'd snack like 2000 followers. And then I seen the community shift to like in the comments, oh, these are fake to like, oh, these are pretty cool. And then all oh, these are fire. And then I just watched it kind of like be accepted. Right. And now there's still kind of that everyone's got an opinion, but now they're just everybody's rocking with customs. Yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, even even in air, it's a custom. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. 100%. Like, they couldn't dog. get the original Jordan one, so they had to get, they had to get, uh, out to SD Customs. Yeah, yeah. SD, SD, SD had to yeah, do it. Out. it was, it's, yeah. it's so wild how big custom, like, customizing has become. And I mean, like, even like in the, the early days of collecting and like being on Instagram, like, like, as you said, like Mosh and uh, I'm trying to remember yeah. who I mean, even the, the, from the jump, Sabotage, like Sabotage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. OG. Oh, super the, OG. I think what did it was like Entourage, the TV series mm-hmm. when like Turtle, when they when him and Vince went to go travel um, to go get um, the undefeated on road. Yeah. On Rodeo yeah. or not Rodeo, but um, on Fairfax. Yeah. And they sold out and then they went out to Santa Monica. They sold out and he's like, yo, I bought you a pair of twenty thousand dollar customs and uh-huh. Pookie Jamas. Like that to me was like, I'd watch that episode over and over and I'd look at this, this Asian dude in LA and I was like, that's going to be me one day. Like, mm-hmm. that's going to be me. I'm going to be the guy. And then it was Darren Williams. Darren Williams got me in the NBA. Mm-hmm. He was the one that first started rocking my customs, kind of putting my name out there. And that's when I started feeling like Pookie Jama. I was like the secret <laughs> guy that was working out of his basement. Like, oh, you're not in Japan, bro. You, you, you in Salt Lake? Like, you know what how I mean? Did, how did that even connection happen, man? That's so wild. Like, because um, Salt Lake's very, you know, nickname yeah. for Salt Lake City is Small Lake City. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows everybody. I've been here my whole life. I know all the Hoopers here. Um, you know, I know everybody here. I, I you know, we got a real cool vibe, but, um, you just kind of one person knows one person and then Darren Williams joins the team. Um, and I knew the car guys real well because I was mm-hmm. in the car scene and Darren Williams getting his cars fixed up, putting the systems in it, the TV screens, the rims. And then they just like, hey, you got to you got to meet my dude, JSM. Like he's nice with the customs. And back then I wasn't so nice, like, mm-hmm. you know, but it was nice for when it was back then. It was it was <laughs> all right. But, you know, and then we actually took um, a shoe that man, it, it got so much hate. I took the, uh, the cherry, uh, the cherry 12s uh-huh. and you know how that whole thing went down with the, the war flag being on the insole, the Japanese war flag that got the recall. So I took out the, the Japanese war flag off of the insole and painted on the outside of the shoe oh. and it ended up looking pretty dope. And uh-huh. I, I liked it. He liked it, but the internet basically just was like, y'all, oh, you might as well just be a Nazi and all this <laughs> like crazy stuff. And they went wild, but that's where it started for me. And then, it was like, oh, you got these, and then it just moved out throughout the team, and then each player got traded. Mm-hmm. So, like when Gordon Gordon went to went to, you know, he got traded out to North, like, North Carolina, right, North Carolina, mm-hmm. and then like as everyone got traded, Jeremy Evans, as they got traded, so did like my the word of me spreading around the NBA, mm-hmm. and so I was doing stuff for like the New York uh, New York Nets, or sorry, the New Jersey New Jersey Nets, Brooklyn Nets. Let's see who else was I working with back then? The Nets. Some some on the Timberwolves, mm-hmm. um, Gordon Hayward. So just a little piece everywhere, you know. So it kind of just 
word of mouth is what it what happened with it. So it was cool. That's 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 wild. Like what 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 like buying what was the first sneaker you bought off of customizing money? And it oh, like man. Yeah. Ooh, man, big sneakers. Like, I mean, man, I was buying everything though. Like real talk. Yeah. Like I was just buying everything that was getting released because I was collecting Air Force Ones. I was collecting pennies. So I was buying whatever that really, really made it. But I, man, I can't even remember what I did with my, my first because I was doing customs for like 50 bucks, bro. Mm-hmm. I was doing, I wasn't able to pay the bills. Like it wasn't paying the bills for me. It was a part-time gig. And then I got hit up by a company out of LA called Traditions in the mm-hmm. Beverly Hills Center. And that's when like, that's when it became crazy. We did like thousands in pre-order sales. They shut down the mall. We had this little party where like a lot of these ball players came out. Um, uh, Justin Bieber's uh, stylist was there. Like, wow. you know, it was, so it was cool. And then I moved out to LA for a little bit doing customs. Cause out there, bro, I couldn't keep them on the shelves for $2,000, mm-hmm. you know, out here, I couldn't sell them for two fifty. Mm-hmm. So filled out my contract, did that for a little while, then came back to Salt Lake and, you know, just kind of, kind of fell out of it a little bit because the sneaker guy didn't like the way the sneaker game was going. And then right back well, into it. You know, what was the first inkling that you, you were like, all right, this is, this is changing well, on me. When Nike started release releasing all the Jordan fours and threes with Nike signs, mm-hmm. because you know a lot of the guys that I knew like would call me OG Johnny because I was buying all the shoes from Japan, all the mm-hmm. old eighty eights and eighty nines, and then I would get them here and I would soul swap them, spend all this money into soul swapping, and then all of a sudden Nike's like, oh, we're gonna drop in two thousand eleven, oh, we're gonna drop the white cements with Nike signs and call them the eighty eights, and I'm just like, I put in like seven hundred dollars and like. 20 hours into this shoe and now little kids gonna be walking around with nike signs like <laughs> y'all just like and then true blues and then like fire red like all this stuff i'm like there goes my whole collection metallic fives like all this og stuff that i've been like restoring to wear y'all just gonna re-release on me and just make my collection just worthless at mm-hmm. this point like i'm not this guy anymore so i kind of stepped away from it for a little bit that's that's gotta be like a blow like that's a that's because uh, like i was hurt yeah hurt. you put especially when you put in in time to restore a pair and then for mm-hmm. them to just be like now nah, we just coming back out with them don't worry about it yeah. like <laughs> it was crazy because right now you see a lot of customizers think that they started the aging trend that's going on right, right now yeah. i hate to tell y'all i don't care who you are i'm gonna <laughs> drop no names but y'all didn't start it We've been doing that since like 2011, bro. Yeah. Maybe you didn't start it. Like the, the cool thing was, is to make the old sneakers look new mm-hmm. and the new sneakers look old. old yeah. We, we've been doing that. Bro. So <laughs> you guys, you know, elevated, I'll give you all props for that. But we've been aging sneakers for, for decades, bro. I mean, even, even Nike was doing that. Like, uh, yeah. In uh, I mean, I was talking to Sneaker Den uh, recently, and he we were talking about the there was a in 2007 Nike released the the Be True to Your School like retro, but it was all right. age dunks, right? Yeah, and it was supposed to be like they they went nowhere. Apparently, they went nowhere, but like yeah. It's 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 wild. Like, yeah, I don't know why the, this new obsession, like this brand new obsession with let's get age age sneakers as being yeah. a thing now. So, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy for me. It was just like when I got a new pair of sneakers, I wanted to make it look like my original sneakers, but I mm-hmm. couldn't wear my original sneakers because some of them you can't get soles for. Mm-hmm. So it was like the next best thing. But you got to age it the right colors. These creams and these these yellows that everyone's threes don't turn yellow. Bro, like these fours, ain't, they're turning orange. You look at an 89, that thing is orange. <laughs> you check out my 86 Air Big Bubble Custom 
And bro, people couldn't believe that that wasn't an 86. Like they, yeah. I'm like, this is the new one. They're like the cracking, the color. It looks like exactly how it's supposed to be. This because them sneakers didn't age nice and even and, and mm-hmm. perfectly yellow. It's not. Nah, there's, there's you'd had to be around back then to, to actually know what these colors look like age. So yeah, it's it's the game's changed a little bit. It's wild. I I'm very like we talked about it. Uh, because we've been talking beyond yeah. this yeah. before yeah. this so like yeah. Yeah. uh just to give some context but like before this like you you touch you touch on your customizing but like you have had like you only touched on it a little bit about like your career path like what i want to know what keeps you so motivated to just be like instead of just like stopping at one thing you're still like you'll move to the next thing but i mean definitely like right if you could like talk about the little a little bit of like what where you start like where you started and then how you bounced around and now like how you've made like but because at first before before you jump into it but i want to say that you definitely are you breathe success into stuff that you touch so like how do you appreciate that yeah because like Uh, now this is big so yeah the the difference for me and a lot of these these money grabbers and this isn't me hating on another man doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be a certain type of person to do what I do. But there's something that guys that have been into sneakers before the customizing, they hold a certain sense of, of detail or sense of detail that a lot of people that just seem... They, whether they painted canvas and it didn't work out, they weren't making any money. So they're like, oh, I'll just paint sneakers. Mm-hmm. But they don't really know anything about sneakers. They don't know the history of sneakers. But I had all of that. So I feel like a lot of the small details... Um, that I add to these shoes that only like certain people would know about. If you've been around the the game for long enough, they appreciate that stuff. So I make sneakers for actual, and I hate this term, but guys that love sneakers, Mm -hmm. like they're real sneaker heads. They've been buying sneakers before they were getting likes on Instagram Mm -hmm. and they're going to buy sneakers after this trend goes away because soccer moms love dunks and call themselves sneaker heads. Now, like that's not like that. That's cool and everything, but it's not the truth. Like you just like a panda. That's awesome. Cool. But you can't tell me anything about that dunk. You can't tell me, you know, there's no history behind it. So mm-hmm. you got to have a sense of history and where, where this, this all started from to make certain customs. And that's why I think I've been so successful because I tend to make stuff for the guys that love sneakers. That's why my sneakers look as factory as possible. They look, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not doing anything that wouldn't come on a sneaker from Nike. I try mm-hmm. to keep it as simple and plain but even from the get-go, you know, because I made a Yeezy, I did a Yeezy, uh, a Yeezy 2 Solar Red on a Jordan 4 mm-hmm. that blew up everywhere. But it was because I took all the small details, the tongue tags. And then I think, uh, what sneaker mag? I forgot what magazine it was. Might have been Sneaker Freaker Mag. But I, they labeled me as the godfather of tongue, tongue branding because mm-hmm. I was the very first one that was changing tongue tags. You know, um, certain nobody, stuff like I'm, that. I was, I'm pretty sure nobody wanted to freaking break out a seam ripper and try to mess with nah, time. <laughs> no one was doing that back then. Yeah. You know what I mean? No one was really doing back then. And it was cool because me and Tragic, you know, we knew of each other back then, but we wasn't really like working together or we really wasn't friends like that back then. But me and him both had sneakers that China mm-hmm. was replicating. We did customs and they was making them and selling them in China. So that, mm-hmm. you know, to me, that was like, oh man, like this is, this is what it feels like to like break through and, and kind of being being somebody in the sneaker world, in the yeah. customizing world. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I bounced around, man. I've been in the NBA, been in the NFL, been into the MLS. I've been in the you know uh, MLB. I've done a little bit of everything. Um. But I always come home to the guys that love sneakers because mm. real talk, them are the guys that appreciate the stuff that I do. And that's I just like the looks on their faces because they appreciate the stuff. Where these guys with money, they just throw them in the closet. You know. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I always I come agree. back home to my real, my real sneaker <laughs> lovers. Uh, I mean, I was, because uh, like, I guess I, I, I met, I fucked up the, the way I'm trying to ask. I was just like saying like your career path, like, like what, like where'd you, where'd you start? Did you always think that you were going to be into, do, were you always doing something creative or were you just like, you know what, like, I'm going to just try this out and then see how it goes. Cause I think that what I've from talking to you and like, you know, these conversations we've had, like, I know that you're, you're, you will see it through. Right. And I think that like right. it sh- it's shown like, but I want the listeners to know like what you've done in order to get to where you are now. Oh man. It's been a <laughs> long road. Like I started out of my house working on my kitchen table. Mm-hmm. Um, probably doing the worst customs in the world. Like I thought they was cool back then working on some LeBron James, some, some Kobe's, some stuff like that. Um, a lot of Jordans, but it, it was just, I started using spray paint, bro. Like I, my first custom was with spray paint on a pair of Orion sevens. <laughs> they was just sitting in the closet. I knew I wasn't going to wear them. So I started painting with, with spray paint. Cause I, I knew they wasn't going to last. So don't think that I was out here thinking I was going to sell some <laughs> spray painted shoes, but I knew it wasn't going to last, but I want to see what it looked like. Yeah. And that's what kind of sparked the interest. I used to draw, you know, in high school, mm-hmm. used to play around with a little bit of stuff, you know, nothing crazy. And then again, just wanted to alter some shoes. So I started in my house on my kitchen table, not even as a, a part-time gig. It was just for myself. And I would post it in the sneaker groups. You know, my, my friends were all my sneaker groups and they'd be like, Oh, this is dope. And then it was like, how much to do this? And I was like, Oh, I really ain't doing it for nobody. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, man, why not? Why not? Maybe just do a couple, you know, side gig jobs, whatever. And get some bread to buy some sneakers for my collection. Uh-huh. And then what was I those think jobs? I was probably, what was those man, jobs? I was doing like, <laughs> like LeBron. I think like I started doing like South Beach on everything, bro. The South Beach <laughs> colorway on Jordan fives. I was doing South Beach colorways on dunks. Uh-huh. Um, I was doing South Beach colorways on anything I could touch, bro. I thought South Beach was the best colorway of all time. <laughs> Still my favorite, but I was do overkilling it. Um, I was it, doing like the everybody negatives. in that color. <laughs> oh, bro, I was them, them. That was, that was my, my go-to, bro. I was doing the reverse, the all gray, calling mm-hmm. them the Miami vices, you know, with a little <laughs> bit of pink and turquoise. And, uh-huh. um, but that's what I was, I was really into doing, you know, was, was them kind of colorways. And I got into like the Joker. I was doing the greens and the purples and mm-hmm. the bright colors, the glow in the darks. I remember my, my, uh, Kobe, um, Kobe seven dart frogs. The poison dart frog. Yeah. Well, I made my soul glow because oh. I was like, "Oh, these they should glow like they, they should have." Yeah, and then slapped like a a, a little plastic uh, soul protector on there so you could actually wear it. Um, but I was doing a lot of glow in the dark stuff. I was. I doing, wish I knew you I, back then because I would. You know what's crazy? Been in on that. You know what's crazy is a lot of the <laughs> shoes that Nike has released, and I'm not that guy that's out here like, "Oh, Nike copied me." Right? Mm-hmm. I've done a lot of shoes at Nike. The Red Thunders that just released. Look on my page back in 2012. I dropped that joint. The reverse, reverse blue games. I dropped mm-hmm. them joints back in 2012. The uh, the all black 11s. Mm-hmm. I dropped them back in like 2011. Um, so I've done a lot of stuff that I see being recreated, which I love. I absolutely love it. You know, I don't. I'm not that guy that's super hateful. Um, cause I'm blessed for Nike and Adidas and, and all these other companies that let me do what I'm doing. Cause that's, that's, you know, um, yeah. I started painting, then I started going outside of Nikes and doing Adidas and, and painting all this other stuff. And then, mm-hmm. and then I got my first big break is working with Ben Baller. I did stuff with E40 mm-hmm. and that's when like the fame started coming. My, you know, my, my boss was like, Oh, we're quitting today. Let's, let's make this a full-time gig. Like let's, let's, let's do this. So we left our job. He was HR, bro. And he quit his job to come manage me. That's and wild. I was out there 
I was out here doing stuff for like Baby Bash for the celebrity golf uh-huh. or celebrity basketball tournament, Chris Brown. And that's when like the celebrity status started coming in. Like I was dealing with all these high end clients. And uh, that was that was a, a fun part of my career because we did a reality TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we started filming. I found out that I have way too much anxiety to do that kind of stuff. I don't mm-hmm. like crowds. I don't like none of that stuff. But we shot an episode with Ben Baller, E40. We shot an ben- episode with um, Baby Bash. And then I just pulled the plug. I was like, I You're can't like, do this I'm no more. Done, done. Yeah. This is in for me. It is because my... Cause they, they wanted me to fight with everyone. They, my honorage, like my crew, they were like, Oh, so-and-so did this. What do you think about that? Like this dude's, you know? And I was like, Oh, this is just too much hate. Y'all want they, just views. They, they were trying to make it like black and crew. Or one of those. 100%. Like, yeah. bro. Yeah. And I just, it wasn't for me. And I burned a lot of bridges by doing that, by, by being honest and just not being happy. And I don't want to do this anymore. So like my manager was like, he was super upset with me because he had a lot riding on this and I felt super selfish afterwards and I wish it would have went down another way. But that was a very important uh, time in my career. I learned, I learned a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and then I took some time off, you know, my business went south. I burnt a lot of bridges. A lot of people's money got tied up in stuff that was at my shop. Mm-hmm. Um, money got pulled out from underneath me. I couldn't, I couldn't even pay my rent. Yeah. I lost my apartment. Yeah. So a lot of stuff went down that I had to come back from to get back into the game. There's a lot of bridges I had to come back and, and pay these dudes or, or send them some shoes, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. I had, to, I, had to, I had to fix them and come back. Back, I think I want to say like 2017 is when I was like, ah, oh, I'm coming back. Well, like, wh- I'm going what back were you doing? Uh, what were you doing to come back? What was it like? What was the game plan? You know, it was it was fix all them bridges that I burnt. Men them relationships was the very first thing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there was like four dudes that I owed money. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it was it was a bad whole gig, and I went down for it. I had a whole crew that, but my name was the one that got dragged in the mud. But it was br- men them bridges. And and be, you know get get my piece from from that, and then start making some 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 really dope sneakers like mm-hmm. some cool colorways, new concepts, new sneakers. There was all kinds of new stuff. Angelus came out with a bunch of new products that they sent me, and so it was like okay, get back in the design mode and come mm-hmm. up with some really cool stuff. And so I, I I busted out maybe two two and a half years before I started grabbing that traction again. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it was like, okay, the Utah Jazz reached out to me, the NBA reached out to me, the NFL, I got to start doing stuff for my cause, my cleats. Mm-hmm. And then my boy Tragic, like that, he became my best friend and we just started working together. And I really started seeing this traction and the growth happening again and just getting invited to work with these huge gaming companies and just windows started opening and then doors started opening. And then here I am now, you know, now the, now the garage is opening. Like now the garage <laughs> is full effect. My wife can't park her new car in here. You know what I mean? So shout out to her for, for uh, supporting me the way she does. Cause again, yeah. my wife, you know, she works, she, she runs the business. Mm-hmm. Um, she makes sure that all the shipping gets out, whatnot. She, she helps keep it organized. So shout out to her. I love you, baby. I appreciate you. Yeah, this one. This one's out. This one. This episode goes out to to the lovely <laughs> out wife. To Linda. Yeah, Linda, to Linda. I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you. Oh um, man, the it's just like what I'm definitely curious of. Like, what was the lesson you learned from that? And what 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 would you not what would you do differently? But what have you taken from that lesson and implemented into what you're doing now? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay humble. Stay humble. Mm-hmm. Um don't don't because back then you know i was young and i got into a lot of money and it's just like your head grows and you feel like no one can touch you you feel uh you know you just feel superior i'll, I'll just say you feel superior you feel like everywhere you go you you should be somebody i was entitled i wouldn't go to a nightclub if i didn't get vip I, if i wasn't invited all this just dumb stuff um stay humble and just treat everyone 
the same whether you're a ball player or you're just a guy that loves sneakers. You're, mm-hmm. It doesn't matter to me. You know what I mean? I treat everybody the same. Stuff goes south sometimes, but yeah, just just don't bite off more you could do. Don't over promise, under deliver. It's hard, um, but just work. Shut shut the f up and just work. That that's that's the best. Like I just work, bro. The, Sixteen plus hours a day. Yeah, I mean. You definitely work a lot of hours. So, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, but you, 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 you said anyone it. that knows me, they'll vouch yeah. for that. You'll never you, catch me outside this garage. <laughs> you, uh, but you say that, you know, it's like, it's, 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 it's hard for you to hate on doing something that you love or like, you know, like, so like, it doesn't seem like 16 hours to you because you're, you know, I love it. Yeah. I love what I do. I love sneakers. Like I truly love sneakers. I love creating stuff. Um, I do got a, a little something in the works though. I could, I might be able to give you a sneak peek for <laughs> Halloween, but I just love what I do. And this shoe, this shoe just kind of shows mm-hmm. what is so fun about what I do. Let me grab it real quick. If you don't, if you don't, uh, All right. uh but that's it. I love what I do. Um, so to me, I'm not working, you know? Mm-hmm. So, all right. This, this is the first time you're going to see it's not done. But, <laughs> I, mean, uh, I mean, this is this episode's not coming out till July. So, yeah. So Damn. this is the this is the new movie of Beetlejuice coming out. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it's got the bugs on the insole. So this is the beetle dunk. It's got the glow sole. Uh, it's got the stripes. The tongue tag is super fire. The insoles, the box, everything's going to be super. But this is fun. I get to create this stuff. Like mm-hmm. the bugs, bro. Like the bugs on the, the insole. Bu- yeah, the bugs the got me, liner. bro. Yeah. Like. This is why I love my job is like I can, anything that I can see in my head, I have the tools inside my shop to create it. Mm-hmm. So this is just a playground. I, I love it. I love I love seeing like creativity, like because like I've I've had like I've I've had like just regular jobs most of my life. Mm-hmm. Right. And then until until like but I've, I've taught myself Photoshop, I taught myself how to video edit, like all the stuff that I'm doing now for the podcast. I just built on stuff that I taught myself when I was younger. Right. And, and, but it was, it came out of a necessity of trying, of being, wanting to be creative and not having an outlet. Right. Right. Uh, what is your advice for people who are struggling like that? Of just like they're in mundane, but they want to do something, you know, creative. Man, I'll be, I'll be honest. Like at some point in your life, the, the only, the only downside to this advice is you, you might let time go by, but the universe, if you're going to get fired from your job, if, if you're, if you're waiting to start your own business, it's just a matter of time for the universe to tell you it's time. Don't wait for the universe. Just take the jumps. I, I say, save up three months of salary, whatever it costs you to stay afloat three months and then go for it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like just jump because fear, fear, fear is the thing that stops everyone from doing their own thing. Am I going to lose my house? Am I going to lose, you know, I don't know. I just don't have that fear. It's not built in me. I've always been a businessman. I just, I'll deal with that when it, when it comes, you know what I mean? Yeah. So save up three months and go for it. Give it your all, everything. No. Yeah. I love that. I think I I was, I mean, the story on here and I've told it several times. It took me two years to start this podcast. Like I, for two years, I kept saying, I had this idea. I have this idea. And I would just mm-hmm. talk to people and I'd be like, yeah, I have this idea for a podcast, but I never 
took the time to just be like, all right, I'm just going to buy a computer or make a, get like make a computer and do it yeah. until COVID happened. And then now I'm just like, all right, I got all this time. I might as well. Like we're in the house. Yeah. Everybody, everybody yeah. else is also in the house. So I can right. get everybody, right. you know? So yeah, I think it's, I mean, don't wait for another pandemic. Definitely just jump right into Facts. it. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. Lose the fear. Cause I mean, don't be scared of no and don't be rejection was my biggest fear. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but once you fail, like I have, I failed so many times, it just becomes normal. Like it, it don't matter. Like it just, it doesn't hurt my feelings anymore. <laughs> I failed at everything. I failed at absolutely everything in my life, business, uh, relationships, uh, mm-hmm. being a son, being, being a father, you know, I, I failed at some point, different ranges of failure, but I failed at everywhere. Now it's, I, I don't care. I'm willing to try anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get that. I totally get that. I think. If you look at failure as as like not a stepping stone to success, then it becomes like that. That idea of failure becomes more daunting than anything else, you know, Um, what is I guess uh, what what made you want to actually start becoming like, you know, putting your putting your content, like creating content and putting it out on TikTok and and Instagram and like what what pushed you to and propelled you to that that point? I think what it was is back in like 2012 as a customizer, all you had to do was paint cool, cool sneakers yeah. and then post it. And then everyone else does the, the work for you. Nice kicks, sneaker freaker mag, um, mm-hmm. David Jordan's every, everyone does the work for you. They, they spread the love for you. And, um, I was around when them pages started. So now in this industry, you have to have everything. You have to have the photography skills. You got to have the painting skills. You got to have the marketing skills just to kind of compete with everybody else. Cause if your work, if you think your work's better and your photography skills ain't great and you can't take a good photo, no one's going to see it. Yeah. So it's like, you got to be decent at everything to get your work. So you got to kind of step it up. But then I kind of fell in love with photography. Shout out AD Sneaks, mm-hmm. my mentor when it comes to photography. So but I kind of fell in love with that side of it as well. And then, you know, be just building relationships with all these other, other guys that help promote customizers. Um, I fell in love with the whole package. So mm-hmm. that's what drove me was just, I was just having fun with it. Again, just found, found, uh, therapy and all this so yeah that that's it for me ah, i love that i mean speaking of ad like uh this last collab the youtube well the, the most recent collab you did and you posted on your page yeah. Uh, yeah. you and him coming together and helping one of his students create a shoe yeah like tell me about that like from beginning to end like how did that opportunity even come about and just like now where it's yeah. at right now so that was, that was real cool. So Andy, the coolest teacher out there, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? With his shoes, he implements sneakers into his classroom to get their attention, to keep that coolness, to have that relationship with his kids. Um, he told me about, you know, it was crazy because we talked about this early in our relationship that he does this every year with his class to mm-hmm. design a sneaker. He just prints out these or they use like Procreate or Photoshop or one of the programs and they design sneakers and the winner just wins. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, we did some stuff over all-star weekend together. Um, when I got hit up by the NBA and by Nike, did a collab with them. So he came out and filmed for me and we just built this relationship. And he's like, Hey, my kids brought, brought your name up in class today. And I was like, Oh, like, that's cool. Like I'm kind of famous. <laughs> like, they, and he's like, yeah, they, they're like, they're stoked that I know you. And he's like, I got a question to ask you for, for them. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, shoot, like, if you know me, I had all my charities for kids and stuff. So I was like, yeah, let, let's hear it. Like I'm down. You know, he's like, well, they said, well, what if the winner gets his sneaker made by JSM 801? Mm-hmm. And I was like, 
okay, I see where this is going. Um, so he brought me in on this deal. Um, and again, he's done this several years. So this was the first year that we thought about making it for the winter. Mm -hmm. So he said, all right, this is how we're going to do it. We'll make a video. We'll talk about what we're going to do. We're going to let the kids design it. Instagram will choose the winner and then I'll make the, the sneaker and we'll present it to the, the, the kid that wins. Yeah. And, um, so we posted up all the, all the sneakers and 18 down to 10, down to six, down to three, down to one. And Charlie B ended up winning with the off white three. And, um, you know, it was like, this kid's shoe is going to come to life. Like I get to make this kid's vision. Mm -hmm. And so to me, it was like, it was real surreal. It was, it was just, it was, I, I just felt super blessed to be a part of it. And then once I made it, I told AD, I was like, bro, I didn't make this cool enough. I better call the jazz bear real quick because <laughs> me presenting this sneaker is not going to be cool. So I, <laughs> I call on a favor to the jazz bear um, and come to find out Charlie B. I will share this information because I have talked to his parents mm -hmm. and this is completely out of respect. Um, his mom is battling cancer. Yeah, That was touching to me because I've lost all my siblings to cancer. My mom, breast cancer, my grandmother, cancer has destroyed my family. So to see the smile on his mom's face while she's going through all this, that's what did it for me. That was mm -hmm. the satisfaction for me is I, I was standing back, Charlie B with AD and the jazz bear taking photos. And I'm looking at his mom and I see his dad and they're just ear to ear, full grins. No matter what she's going through at that moment, she got to see that. And I was like, this is why I do what I do. Yeah. It's that right there. And so for me, it was, it was amazing, man. So now we're going to turn into something big. We're going to work with other schools and we're going to take this, you know, do this on a bigger scale, you know, and we're just winging it. We really don't know what we're doing. We're just going to wing it and see what happens. So, um, but yeah, that was super blessed. So AD sneak shout out to you for letting me be a part of that, man, because it, man, I, <laughs> I don't want to get emotional, but man, get emotional, man. <laughs> it, that, that, that moment, it was amazing, man. That's the best feeling in the world. And for anyone out there that tells me that money can't bring you happiness, you ain't gave it enough away mm -hmm. because that is that, you know, we, Andy bought that sneaker. We gave it to that kid. The smiles that it, man pulls on every heart string that I have This. <laughs> Just absolutely amazing. Uh, so now now I we want to do it on a bigger scale. Yeah, my my friend recently shared that clip again, and I was just like, you uh, know, I was like, you know, these are my boys, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's my people. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. I had them both on the podcast, and and I was just, he was just like, yo, that's sick. Uh, but I just love, like, I remember like scrolling through and seeing the contest. I obviously voted for 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 that specific shoe, and I was just yeah. like, I yeah, wanted yeah. that to win. Um, and it's just it's interesting because the way well on top of how it affected like you know his family and everything it's it's interesting because ad always does his content is so pure like in terms of yeah. just like what sneaker content is and i mean we were talking about this earlier just like you know everything is so specifically oh you gotta buy this go to gotta buy that you know mm -hmm. and then for this contest to to be created with you guys and, and actually making something come to fruition. Like we, we, I think that's, what's missing a lot in this game because before it was just basically like everybody, I felt like everybody was so creative before, like, especially in like the two thousands. Cause it, everybody wanted to be different. Like you want, you right. want people to stop you and be like, yo, 
my god right. like where'd you get those and then you, if right. you hit him with the oh you got it you got to hit up jsm like you know <laughs> yeah. you know like yeah. uh and and now it's it, like showing that to a kid at such a young age like this this is a possibility like you can make th- this is something you thought of and we you were able to help like get people it, like a group of people and then yeah. it, we were able to make it come to life right and then and, yeah and then a step further you know, um, you know, when I was making the shoe and 80 was, you know, Andy was shooting some photos. I said, Andy, why, why don't we give this kid an option? I'm either going to buy this design for this kid or he can get a royalty option. Mm-hmm. So you present it to him. So we gave him the option. We let him go discuss it with his family because I, I I'm not out here going to be a bad label, record label mm-hmm. and give him a bad deal. <laughs> like, hey, I'll give you a hundred bucks for this idea. Yeah. I said, you can make a royalty deal and you'll make a percentage off of every shoe. So mm-hmm. anyone that sees that shoe and wants to support this kid, if you buy that shoe off my website, jsm801.com, this kid does get royalties on every single pair that, that, that I, I make. Um, so that we, we took it a step further. Why don't we teach them the financial side of this? Why don't we teach these kids that if they do take this serious and, and learn these skills, design stuff, there's money at the end of the road for them. They can pay their bills. They can mm-hmm. help out their family, whatever the case may be. Um, so I said, let's, let's let the kid make some money. And so he decided to take a royalty on every deal, which I was hoping he'd go for because yeah. you never know how many this is going to sell, you know? And so I said, why don't we teach these kids more than just design? Let's teach them financial, you know, uh, gain from their hard work. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's what I want to teach. Hard work pays off. That's what I teach my son. He's 14. He's got his own business, sneaker business, cleaning business. The kid makes like a rack a week. He, he hustles. He's grinding. He's 14. He owns his own car. You know, it's just hard work, hard Damn. work. I wish I was and, your son. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. And the crazy thing is I, I put it on my son when he was early. He didn't really dig it. So uh-huh. I kind of let him, you know, do his own thing. He want to play video games. And then a couple of years later, he came back and he was like, yo, this is what I want to do. And so we, we did it. And then his first custom is for uh, uh, the um, Sexton brothers, Colin and Jordan Sexton. Uh-huh. Um, did a pair of uh, South Beach LeBron 20 lows. And oh, so that's back, very calling first back custom, to, your, to your origin. Or right, yeah, story. Bro. <laughs> yeah, for a jazz player that set me off. And so my son following them footsteps is, uh-huh. is it's real, real meaningful for me. I, that, that's I find dope. happiness in that. I, I love that. I love that. It's it's very interesting to share uh sneakers with like, you know, the next in line. I don't know how you want to call it, the 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 right. the, 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 the next generation. The, yeah, exactly. Pass the on the torch. <laughs> and that's the problem with this game, is I think a lot of my generation messed it up, and that's why replicas and all this are so so snuck their way into our, our, our world is because we gatekeep. We, we was like, Oh, we, we're not telling you where we got these. We're not telling you about the, we didn't pass on that knowledge that like the guys that taught me about sneakers, they passed it on to me. Um, but we like withheld that information. So these kids are like, we don't care about the sneakers. We just want the shoe. We just want to want the Travis Scott's and I can buy them for $40 over here. They look the same. Who cares? And yeah, it's, it's, it's not just the shoe for us. It's it's, sure, not. it's, it's a shoe, but it's not just the shoe. There's it, the SB's got all the stories, man. If I could choose, I would go to SB. I'd be designer for SB because man, I love stories. I love stories with sneakers. I love stories too, man. That's what pulled me in. Like when I first started collecting, it was SB's. I think, the community was a real selling point for me because like once you jump into it and you're like you're like yo this is, has a story and then people are just like they're like yeah you gotta you gotta uh go here for this and like yeah i, I was fortunate like i didn't f- experience too much gatekeeping when i first started because yeah. people were telling me about this stuff it's just being a size 13 it's 
nearly impossible, especially for dunks. Like it was yeah, dunks. Yeah. You don't get a lot of dunks. I was rocking 12s. I was pulling out insoles and wearing super thin socks. Yeah. Like they hurt my feet. I couldn't wear them longer than a couple hours. Like it sucked. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I just loved feeling like the, the, the Ferris Bueller's, the Pee Wee Herman's, like there were stories, they came from something. They weren't just, and I fell in love with it. And I think that's what helps me. And that was kind of what I was kind of touching base on before is that's where I kind of get the small details and stuff like these Beetlejuices. I make sure that the, 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 the logo on his headstones on the back, the Beatles coming out of the shoe, the, mm-hmm. the stripes, the tongue tag, wait till you see the tongue tag. It's super mm-hmm. dope. Like I implement them because I was taught by Nike how to design these shoes. Yeah. You know, I paid attention to all the small details and it's all in the stories, all in the, like country music, bro. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You got, yo, you have to give me a minute. I have to go to the bathroom real quick. <laughs> give oh, me a good. minute. He yeah, said, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I, Let me I, grab I, some I cards real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me like I'm gonna need like five, five, Clap five hands. plus. Yeah. Bam. All right, cool. All right, man. You gotta you gotta let me know what is your favorite custom? Oh man, to date. Um it's always kind of hard to choose from, right? Because I feel like I've done so many cool customs and each custom has a little piece of my heart. I mean, because like I love seeing my idea come to mind, but this specific one was originally designed by my man, Tragic 1993. <clears throat> Shout out to my brother, but I just kind of took his, cause he did it years ago. And I, and I kind of, I, I asked him to make one for me. He's like, nah, you make your own bro. Like I, do it for you. <laughs> like, I, I offer pool commission, whatever. Cause I yeah. support my people. You know what I mean? And he's like, nah, you gotta do it yourself. Like I ain't gonna <laughs> do it for you. So then I, I thought of an idea of like taking his concept and then making it my own. And if you notice all my Air Max customs, I put a Jordan one tongue on. Mm-hmm. I don't really like Air Max tongues. So I took his original Freddy Cougar, which hands down is my favorite, favorite custom of all time that I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of put my, my touch on it. So again, shout out to tragic for, 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 you know, uh, let me do this, uh, guide me through the process, whatever you, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, whatever, whatever. But, um, I decided to put some lights in here, you know, put the, put the lights in there, which he had. I did the custom Freddy Cougar insoles, mm-hmm. but I put the Jordan one tongue. That's I, with yeah. The 3M, 3M reflective um, tongue tag. So it uh-huh. just looks like the street sign from Elm Street. Um, and then, of course, the buttons inside the third lace hole that you never use. And it's got the red lights in there. Um, but yeah, the, the blood splats, of course, Angelus just makes the craziest paints. You got the... The, the metallic silver that represents the fingers, you know, the blades, his clothing, his, his iconic sweater, um, the browns, you know, I did the Elm Street logo on the, on the laces oh, wow. to add kind of a touch, you know what I mean? And then, of course, the 3M, so this actually reflects as well. And yeah, to date, this is hands down my favorite custom, again, from SB's, you know, my, my uh, inspiration, just like SB does theirs. This was the Freddy Cougar Air Max 90. It's 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 always interesting because it's just thing because like I was talking to how like the the Freddy Krueger's are so crazily sought after, right? Mm-hmm. Recouping amounts of like twenty to twenty thirty thousands depends on which pair, right? And, right. And what year? Yeah, because yeah. there's like three or four different different pairs. Mm-hmm. And and 
like your custom is, I would say, is better than those pairs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Straight up, um, because because they couldn't. They, I mean, obviously, because of like the reason why they, there isn't like a, a general release pair is because they couldn't get the universal sign off on them. And like you're you're able to do the like the Elm Street tongue, like you're you're able to do those laces, like it's it's totally different. Right. I don't know if that's going to mess up the recording. Is it going to? I don't know if that like flashed out. <laughs> it, it did a couple times, but it's fine. I'm uh, leaving that in. I'm nice, leaving that in. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I would definitely never go as far as say something I created is better than the original. You know what I mean? And I get what you're saying completely. And I appreciate that. Honestly, I appreciate that because that's kind of my goal, right? Is if I, I never expect mine to be better than the original. I just expect mine to be able to be right there be like, oh man, well, I love this about your custom. Um, but yeah, I never, I didn't do this custom because, uh, I, uh, I thought it was going to be better or, Hey, buy my version. Cause it's way right. cheaper than the, than, than the three that wasn't released. Mm-hmm. That wasn't it. It was like, I could have made me a, a, a Freddy Cougar dunk, but that's not really my style. I don't like making shoes that already exist, but yeah, being able to, to add lights and tongue tags and, you know, I mean, they made that dunk decades ago. So like. Things have evolved and uh, technology just mm-hmm. it's it's been, you know, we did the mag, you know, I redid the mag and added all the lights into it, made it real cool. That's Again, crazy. shout out to Tragic. But yeah, I mean, I just I just love a 90. I love a 90 and I love the, the Freddy Cougar vibe. Mm-hmm. So I was like two best of bo- both worlds for me. So, yeah, this was hands down. But no, I appreciate that compliment. But no, I definitely I'm just glad mine's considered, one. <laughs> you know, that to be up there with that one. So. Shout out to Angelus for all the amazing paints you guys do. But yeah, they, they make it possible for us guys to do this stuff. So yeah, facts, facts, facts. And, and listen, all right. The only reason I'm saying this is because I'm not a big fan of the Freddy Krueger dunks. Like the okay. way, the, the way, like when they first drop and I'm a, I was the one I was in on the forums being like, they are right. Cause my, yeah, my, yeah, yeah. my jam, I'll be honest, like, like out of the the bunch that dropped the bunch of shoes that never released but you we have pictures of yeah my favorite is the iron maiden dunk that never released (laughs) that's my all-time favorite right and you know what's crazy is i could have bought a size nine that was on ebay Uh um it went for like 1100 bucks it was a size nine it was beat it was beat but i could have restored it and i was like ah nah i just can't do it iron maiden dunk is the sickest dunk ever (laughs) made bro like that dunk is so sick it's so fire like uh, translucent check like yeah. the, the whole like the troll, even, on, yeah, the side, the troll like, on the side and, and i like yeah. iron maiden so I, yeah. a lot of, you may not like it but that dunk is sick bro i'm not, I'm not a huge fan of iron maiden but like i've been to like like i can hold yeah. my own like i yeah. know some, they got some good songs yeah, 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 song. yeah, yeah yeah and yeah, so sure. like i've been i don't know if you've ever been to new york there's this bar here yeah and, definitely uh called duff's and it's a metal bar so like all that all the the jukeboxes is just nothing but metal saw metal and like you go in the back it's like themed like uh it has like an electric chair you sit in and oh and that's dope yeah that's yeah. sick I'll, next time you ride come the up, lightning yeah, yeah. The next lightning. time you come out yeah. we, we they they oh, they sell iron maiden's beer so like you can drink iron maiden's beer i'll be there i'll definitely uh, come out we, we, definitely. when you pull up we we going in there yeah uh, no but doubt. like yeah just, I, I would just like i'd be like i would want those just to wear it in there just to fit the aesthetic <laughs> like right right it's like a dope idea i'm a big fan of that shoe bro because i remember when i got i got one of the hundred um books made by soul collector the very mm-hmm. first hardbound and they nicknamed it the the um the nike golden bible 
Mm-hmm. And I just remember flipping through all the pages in that Iron Maiden because it talks about the where the sneakers came from, where the stories came from, how yeah. Eminem got involved with it. And uh, the Iron Maiden dunk, I was like, man, that dunk is the sickest dunk. Like, I would take that over any any shoe in this book. That's the one I would take. That's crazy that you that you'd like that shoe too. <laughs> we here, dope. we here, man. We here, we yeah, here. That's uh, a dope dunk. Speak, speaking of, uh, you know, we talked about like my, how I got into sneakers, but like, what was that first shoe that you were like, I'll, I'll buy this with my own money? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. So. I came prepared. Uh, so I remember, and shout out to my boy, Matt Sterrett and his older brother, Troy. I know he's going to see this. Um, but Matt Sterrett was kind of the cool kid on the block. Dude got all the sneakers. I remember going and seeing like the 11s when they popped, you know, in 2001. Dude got like his mom. Shout out to Pam. She's like a mom to me. Mm-hmm. She hooked him up with all the sneakers. And my my mom wasn't wasn't like, she didn't have it like that. Mm-hmm. So I just got to go see the shoes. But I remember his older brother, Say, hey, man, I'm a, I'll sell you these shoes for 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. And they was like three sizes too big, bro. Like when I tell you they was like clown shoes on me, I stuffed mm-hmm. a pair of socks in the toes. And I remember my mom making fun of me. She's like, them are, she's like, just take them off. They're way too big. But he, he let me pay him in increments too, like 10 bucks here, 10 bucks there. And he let me take them. So it was almost like, like on layaway, but I got to wear them. And they was way too big. But this was the shoe right here. The Benny, the Benny Hardaway, like this was, this was, um, so this is, the, this is the Penny no, one. Yeah. One, yeah, the penny yeah, one. yeah. And, uh, so he was like, he was like, wait, he was like 60 bucks. You could have them. You could take them. And I mean, they were, I would wear them and they were all creased on a toe box. Like they were all, the, it was tied so tight, bro. Like it was that like, Oh my God. Remember when they always said like the white basketball players tied their shoes way too tight. Yeah. That, that was me. Cause it was 10, it was 10 times too big. And so did you ever grow, up, very grow into that size though? Yeah, one hundred percent. By the time I got to wear it, though, it was so beat up. I was like, <laughs> oh, I can't wear this no more. It was so wrinkled and so just like trashed. Yeah, but this was the very first shoe um, that I spent my personal money on. So this shoe holds a lot, lot of uh, nostalgia for me. What was that job? You remember that job? Man, I was mowing lawns, bro. I was doing. <laughs> I was. I'll be. I'll be one hundred percent honest too. I was stealing money. My mom would be like, "I have like two bucks in her purse," and I'd be like, oh, "I'll just take two bucks and add it up, and then I had to yeah. pay my ten bucks every week." You know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah. No, shout out to shout out to my parents, man. They let me. They at least had enough money for me to like earn. You know, mowing lawns. I'd go around the neighborhood. I remember my next door neighbors. Um, man, what was their, I can't remember their name now, but they, they always paid me like 20 bucks to mow their lawn. It was so big though. And it was all weeds and they would, they would give me like 20 bucks to mow the lawn, but it was like once every two weeks. It was cool. So this is before yeah, allergies was, existed. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I was blessed. I didn't have any back then. I was blessed. Cause uh, there was definitely a point in our lives that, that pollen did not exist. And we were like, yeah. we we're out there not sneezing. And we then was the, immune to it, bro. Yeah. We, just little, we was outside. We was outside. Like we oh, wasn't okay. inside on playing <laughs> Nintendo all day, bro. We was out on our bikes, jumping off jumps. We could break our necks. Our parents didn't even see us for 20 hours. They forgot they had kids, bro. Like I remember back then they had commercials for that. I've, I've seen this on TV. They, Back when I was a kid, they had a commercial for the parents. Be like, do you know where, know your, where your children are? are? Yeah. yeah. It's like 10 o'clock. Do these. you know where your children are? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. as long as we checked in by the time the lights went out, you know, we checked in and say, hey, I'm going to sleep over at Matt's house tonight. My mom's all right, cool. Just have his mom call my mom, make sure it's mm-hmm. cool. And then I didn't come back till like noon the next day, grab some food and then back out, you know, 
I was gone, bro. We washed our bikes out front. It's wild. Now you have to have a phone and like, doesn't matter what age you are. Tracking uh, system. Imagine, yo, imagine like the way it was before. Just like no phones. Like you had to have. You had to go see if your homie was home. Yeah. You had to ride your bike to his house to see if he was home to play. You couldn't just call him up because my (laughs) sister would be on the phone talking to her boyfriend. I'd be like, Mm -hmm. waiting, waiting. And then my mom finally got the double line. Remember, you could get the double line where they yeah. called and you could you could pick it up. Oh, I'm on the phone calling, but later, you know, I, I'm like, give me the damn phone. I'm like, the f, and I'm going to ride to his house. You Just know screaming I mean? outside then, his window, like, yo, yeah. yo, yo, yeah, 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 for real. Like, hey, because his dogs would be out front. You yeah. know, I didn't want to let him out. Like, hey, Matt, Matt, you know. And uh, it was that was my dude back in the day. But yeah, shout out to his older brother, man, because uh, that's you know he kept it. He kept sneakers in my life at that time. It kind of motivated me to 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 keep it going and, and make more money and buy more sneakers so so yeah, that was man, a big that, part of my my uh, sneaker you, game you have so much hustle in you like it's 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 i don't i don't know if I, like now we see it differently but like that the old the old way of like like just always trying to make sure that you you gonna ha- you gonna come out on top is definitely oh yeah, uh, yeah. I, it's it's rare to see, like, even my friends tell me, they're like, man, I wish I had that in me. It's just like, I knew I wasn't going to college. I was a dumb one in the family. My oldest brother was the smart dude. Uh, my sister was super smart, you know. Um, but I, I knew I wasn't, I was in junior high. I knew I wasn't going to college. Mm-hmm. I knew I wasn't going to have this nice job where I was wearing a suit. You know, I, I was an MMA fighter for 10 years. I was a, a car mechanic, you know, for this many years. Like, I, my job, and I just had a problem with authority. Mm-hmm. So I knew I want to be, a. I opened my first business at, at 18, you know, car detailing. I sold suckers in junior high and in elementary school to make mm-hmm. money. Like I knew I was always that guy that was willing to hustle. And then of course the streets came calling and I found an easy way to make money doing that. You know, mm-hmm. that's where I got my business degree. And then it just implemented into sneakers and, you know, all the other businesses I had. So yeah, I, I will, I will, I, I will admit that and give myself, pro- I do have a hustler's mentality, yeah. but, but it, you had to, you know, where I came up, you had to have that. No, yeah, it's it's something that can be taught, but yeah. it can be easily be learned, which is the hard. It's Facts. like it's mm-hmm. like it's it's so hard to get a, get it across because you can't really do that now. Like it's either like you are like, yeah, like it can hustling. be brought out. It can yeah. be brought out, it's, but it's in you. It has yeah. to be in you. It has to it be. It either gets brought out or it doesn't. You know, yeah. you go work your nine to five, which is cool. I ain't got no problem with nine to fives. I just mm-hmm. knew it wasn't meant for me, you know? The, so it's it's just wild because like even if you think about it like in what we see now and more like resellers like it's uh, the the way the way it looks it's like you, we it's it's selling something it's selling something that we yeah. love with passion to yeah. people that are supposed to be passionate about it right yeah and so like the 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 price ranges and it's just like when people complain about it or like when the resellers complain about why you why why you complain about our prices and you're just like yeah yeah, yeah. you're just like you're trying to make fifty dollars on something like get the hell out of here like <laughs> thirty dollar profit bro good for you no I have a, a love hate relationship with them guys mm-hmm. and I remember back in 2012 we'd be waiting in line camping out for sneakers and there'd be a dude at the back of the lines like oh I'll just get whatever's available I'm just selling them anyway we would whoop that dude's ass you know we all you like we'd run him out the line you yeah. resellers were they were like cancer to us. Uh-huh. And so we made sure that we was, we was the chemo. We ran it out of the system. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it just kept getting worse, kept getting worse. And then 
it was like, now we're the, we're not the majority anymore. Right. Yeah. You got these dudes that don't even love sneakers mm-hmm. waiting in line talking about they, the goat, like they, the plug. And I'm just like, bro, you don't even know what's coming out. Like you don't even. And then Nike just sits all over us with like, when they released like lightning fours, which was like a Holy grail to us mm-hmm. back in the day. And it just sits on the shelf. And I'm just like all this bottle on top of us, like sneaker enthusiasts, guys that really have passion for sneakers. We just got, shit all over in every aspect so but now i learned to appreciate it like yeah i love seeing kids hustling selling mm-hmm. sneakers i'm cool with it now i don't have i don't have that 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 hate i'm at peace with it so yeah i mean as long as you get your pay i'm always like i'm in this point where like as long as i get my pairs i'm fine right and, and if it's like and i'm also I, i'm also like and if even if i don't get the pair there's always going to be another one right yeah so I think that if more people thought like that, there'd be less room for resale because then people are going to yeah. be like, I'm going to pay the thousand dollars right now. Like, well, that's just yeah. it. Like, finally, people are learning that, like, if we don't pay that high market price, it has to come down because these mm-hmm. dudes need their money because nine times out of 10, it's a 10 year old being a little dramatic, but it's mm-hmm. it's it's a 15 year old kid. It's it's a 15 year old. God, sorry about that. It's a 15 year old kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's bought five pairs. Yeah. You know what I mean? He needs his return. He needs that money back. So mm-hmm. he's going to eventually fold and be like, all right, I'll take 30 bucks over, over, you know, retail yeah. and he'll fold. But, um, but I, I will lie. It still kind of irks me when I get it, see a shoe that's super limited, like, you know, 25,000 pairs, 30,000 pairs. And you see mm-hmm. a dude that has like 300 and you're like, the hell, how did yeah. I build all these relationships? I built all this, all this, this thing, and this dude been doing reselling for a year. He got thirty pairs over there. I'm like, this mother, like, <laughs> it's you a know lot. What I mean, I, I, I do say this. I do say that to say this. Like, I think, I think it's like, what do you, what do you think? How do you, how do we get more people to be more forthcoming instead of like spending the one hundred fifty three like three weeks out of the year and putting that money and buying like a custom like what what it because i I do think customs run on the expensive side so like yeah especially with me i'm super overpriced (laughs) (laughs) but but like but but what do you how would you suggest that or sell it to people be like you know um it's worth it to go this route um for me Customs, you know, uh, it, it's it's like anything else. It's something that's, you know, it's made for you. It's mm-hmm. it's everything to your liking. It's uh, it, at me as a customizer. I want you to buy my work because I'm gonna get I'm, I'm gonna build enough rapport with you to tell you know when you're explaining what you want that in that that conversation that I can make a shoe out of what the words coming out of your mouth. And it's a shoe nine times out of 10 that nobody's else is going to have, mm-hmm. you know, um, I do offer a plan to where if you want me to make a shoe that I will not resell, you can pay for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a guy that's very untouchable. You, you can't just email me and get a certain custom done. I'm, I, I passed that already as much as I hate to be that guy. Um, I have my select view. I can only make so many customs. Um, so I pick my VIP guys and you got to know somebody and know somebody, but if you miss on a drop and now that sneaker's $2,000, spend a thousand bucks and get a sneaker exactly how you want it. If you mm-hmm. like that colorway, but you want it on a shoe that you really love, let's do that same colorway on a different silhouette. Let's, you know, put the insoles that have some kind of uh, stuff that, that, you know, that you want that's personal to you. Um, but we can, we can literally do anything custom boxes. So yeah, I would definitely say if you're not in it for the money, 
you don't care about wearing a $2,000 sneaker and then selling it for 1500 after you wear it once and flex to the world like you're a cool cat. Mm-hmm. Um, spend a thousand bucks on a custom. You know what I mean? It's personal to you. You'll keep it forever. You'll never forget about it. And you'll always break necks. Like people are like, yo, what is that? You know? So yeah, yeah I would definitely uh, think that a custom is a very safe route to go. And you know, a lot of customizers out there. So you're always ready to get a custom made. You don't have to, you don't have to wait in line. You don't have to cross your fingers and hope the sneaker gods bless you with it. You just pay for it. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get that. That's a, that's, that's absolute fact. Uh, you know, as we, we, we're doing towards the end of the podcast. And I, I like to ask another, another question to, to just like end the podcast on. And that question is, well, first I want you to travel back in time and think about that one time that where you're about to get the Nike air barrages, right? You're, you you paid the sixty nine ninety nine was it sixty nine ninety nine sixty nine ninety nine yeah, yeah. <laughs> paid the yeah. sixty nine ninety nine right and you're about to open the box but now you yourself have traveled back in time and standing right behind mm-hmm. you as you're about to open that box what would you tell your younger self as they open that box open it slower you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, uh, I didn't care about the boxes back then you know mm-hmm. I just wanted what was inside of it so it was like. Even you know, get it open real quick. Throw <laughs> away the paper. You know, I mean, I I wish I would have just been like, this is the the shoe that started it. Keep this one. Put this one away. Don't beat this one in the ground. Um, give it a little bit of respect because this is the shoe that started it off for you. And I wish I still had that original shoe because, um, when my mom does pass, that's going to be something I would think about. Like if I had that first shoe in my hand, mm-hmm. that would be the piece that my mom has set my life. Like uh, everything I do is sneaker related. Yeah. And it all started with that sixty nine ninety nine, that money that she sewn her whole life. Like mm-hmm. that money she earned set me up for this. Like it literally paved my path. Mm-hmm. And so I wish I would have kept it. I, I wish I would have wore it with a little bit more respect and, and I would have kept them. And if I would have known that this is what my life would have came to, they would be the, I would have the biggest shelf for just that shoe, you know, cause <laughs> I know when she passes, I, I, man, there was a way for me to find that shoe. There's probably no amount of money that I wouldn't pay to have it. I mean, now I'm going to have to look. I'm going to have to see if I can find them. <laughs> I'll help you out John, right I got there. a million bucks and it's yours, yeah, baby. It's even got your initials I'm a, on it. I'm going to buy them and sell them to you. Like, like <laughs> yeah. I paid $50, but I'm not going to love them. No, I'm like, here you go. Right, <laughs> right. Here you go. Here but, you go. <laughs> but yeah, realistically, like these young cats that are getting to collect, keep that first shoe. Yeah. Keep that first shoe, you know, because you never know where you're going to be in the sneaker game in 20 years. I, every guy that I'm relate, I have some sort of relationship with sneakers. I think we all wish we would have had that one shoe that we started out with. Oh yeah, man! Uh, if I had my khaki high SB still, yeah, I did, yeah, yeah, right. I can't even now. I can't even see them le- nah. less. Like they're, I think the last. Thirteen, I saw it was like seven hundred dollars. Good luck, yeah. And good I was luck. Like I was like, no. Nope, good nope. luck even finding a good deal. Yeah, and nobody so. wanted them too. It's the worst part. It's the nobody that's wanted them. That's always the best. That's yeah. always the best shoes. Look at the the Jordan Jordan One Band One from twenty eleven. Mm-hmm. Went straight to outlets. Mm-hmm. You got all the shoes that sat on shelves that nobody cared about are now the ones you're you're paying for. The twenty fifteen Chicago, bro. I couldn't mm-hmm. sell that for a hundred bucks in twenty fifteen. <laughs> Hundred bucks, I I put on every like side. Like seven hundred right now, or like fifteen hundred right now. Yeah, they're like they're oh, yeah. towards two grand in my size, but I couldn't sell it for a hundred bucks back then. You know, it's always the one that sit on the shelves and that somehow they mis- mysteriously just blow, blow up in up. price. Yeah, it's like StockX is buying them all for a hundred dollars <laughs> and then raising the prices like, when they own them. Set them up. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's wild, man. Well. 
John, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. And you know what we say every week? Wear your Your kicks. kicks. Peace.